0: Welcome to the Kintsugi Hope podcast. It's great to have you with us. We are joined by some amazing speakers and experts who have experienced, like all of us, life's ups and downs. If you want to find out more about Kintsugi Hope, then please do head to the website kintsugihope.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Kintsugi Hope podcast. My name is Jess and it's great to have you with us. I'm joined today by Caitlin McRae. She's based in Northern Ireland. She's our newest member of the team at Kintsugi Hope and it's great to have her with us. Caitlin, can you just introduce yourself to our listeners for us?
1: Yes, Of course. So my name is Caitlin McCrae. And um, as Jess said, I am based in Northern Ireland. At the moment, I'm currently living at the top, which is Derry, Londonderry. Um, so, yeah, I am super excited to be working for Kitsuki Hope and speaking with you all today.
0: Amazing. And what is your role within the charity? Why have we taken you on?
1: Yes, so my role is Northern Ireland Development Manager. So I am very much trying to help build um, partnerships um, and help look for new partnerships within Northern Ireland and very much embedding Kitsuki Hope into
0: um, Northern Ireland and just developing relationships. Amazing, that's so cool. Um, and just tell us a little bit about like what you like to do in your spare time. Like I heard there's um, there's a special day coming up. Just tell us a little bit about that. <laughs>
1: So I'm getting married in July so it's all go it's like seven weeks away or something which is just really scary but it's good and um, so yes getting married in July Um, I also alongside Kitsugi Hope have my own music and theatre skill so I work with lots of kids teaching them musical theatre singing piano
0: Um, so that keeps me on my toes very much wow that's amazing that's so cool i love a good wedding so i'm sure it will go absolutely beautifully um so i know that the like the image of kintsugi like when we've chatted just in meetings and stuff ha- like means a lot to you and um, can you tell us a little bit about why why is it so special to you and your story
1: yeah so um Back in 2017, um, I actually first learned of Kitsugi Hope um, and the meaning behind what Kitsugi is um, and in that year was very, very fitting into my life. Um, And it's actually something I really desperately needed to hear. Um, It was very much about how brokenness was something myself and my family were experiencing daily um, for a long period of time. So when I first heard about Kitsugi and seeing that your scars are beautiful, that your brokenness can be fixed with seams of gold. I was just like, I need that right now in my life. So it's it's always been in the background. Um, so when I heard more about Kitsugi Hope Now, I just thought God's definitely me telling me that this is another time in my life where I need to get involved. So that's sort of the back history of
0: where I heard at Kitsugi Hope, which I think
1: is like five years ago, which is mental.
0: (laughs) Wow. And then it's been like that journey that since then, you kind of have different ways that you've heard about it. And now you're working for us, which is super cool. (laughs) That's amazing. So like this topic that we're going to talk about is forgiveness. And I think I've always thought that if I, if I try and ignore the stuff that I've has gone in, on in my past mm-hmm. that will be easier than having to deal with it um and having to forgive those around me or even forgive myself and actually that doesn't allow God to like God to use that stuff if we're trying to ignore it so obviously when you heard about the image of Kintsugi that was it's kind of It's making those scars. It's making those things that have happened in our past very like obvious to the world. Like it's going. Oh, I'm not ignoring this anymore. I'm gonna like almost celebrate it. Like, but how does that make you feel? Like the whole concept of celebrating our scars and kind of having them out there for the world to see, even though that might be really scary and uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I think especially when I felt so broken, the hardest thing for me was being able to talk to people about it. I think it was to be able to share what was going on in my life at that time because I was so scared of people judging what was going on not only me but other people um and then it came to an element that the only way for me really to heal was to forgive that was what was going on in my life at that moment in time um and it, it was hard to remember that Right, your scars are beautiful, you getting through this is what's going to make you stronger, but trying to see that at that time, you physically can't see that because to be honest, at that moment in my life, I didn't want anything to do with God. I was having broken relationships everywhere. I didn't want to listen to people that were giving me the advice that I needed. so it's I think it's hard to talk to people when you're in that situation. you very much block everything out. um but for me, as I said, It was the forgiveness that I needed to put into my life to then
0: overcome my scars. Mm, That's beautiful. That's really cool. So Caitlin, why do you think it's so hard to forgive? Like, why do we find that process so hard? And I know for me, like, it's particularly hard when the person that we need to forgive hasn't said sorry. And that is almost like the most painful bit about it, because you you just want to hear those words come out of their mouth, don't you? Like, I'm sorry and sometimes people don't even know they've done something wrong, so therefore them saying I'm sorry is never going to happen. Um, why would you, in your own words, why do you think it's so hard? Yeah, I think
1: I think forgiveness is so hard for me, because to be honest, I think it really depends on the situation. You know, every situation is different, everything that a person goes through. Um, it's trying to work out which kind of form of forgiveness do I need to do, because Personally, for me, I think my challenge forgiveness is it's so easy to say, I will forgive you. But then it comes after that. It's like, did I truly mean that from my heart? Like, am I ready to speak to that person again? Am I ready to reconcile with that person again? Do I want to do that or do I want to cut them out of my life? Um, yeah, I think it's, I think that's the hardest part is you can say the three words but where do you really truly mean it? And are you ready to prepare to go on that journey of forgiveness? I think forgiveness is such a big journey, um, whether it's like an individual journey um, or that journey with somebody else that has done wrong against you. And I think there's also that element as well that I don't think is touched on is that self-forgiveness. Is there something that you've done wrong that you need to forgive yourself? Because I think that is the hardest thing to actually do. I think one of your worst battles is yourself sometimes. Um, so I think that's why forgiveness is hard. It's tricky. It depends on the situation. It depends where your heart truly lies. And it depends on whether you are ready to move on.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I love what you said actually about like what type of forgiveness there is. Like, and actually almost like maybe forgiveness goes in stages. So like you were saying, like, okay, you're ready to say those words. And that that is like almost stage one. And then stage two is almost like, if you ever come to that stage it's then going okay am I am I ready to have relationship with that person again but it it doesn't necessarily mean you've failed if you're not ready to have relationship with that person again because I know like my friend for example her you know her, her mom and dad have gone through a bit of a messy divorce in the past and like she's just not there yet where she's ready to like have relationship with some of those people again because it's just so raw still um and, but that doesn't make her like, doesn't make her weak or doesn't make her wrong. It just means that like that scar is really, really fresh right now. What types of like other, what other types of forgiveness would you say there are?
1: Personally, for me, forgiveness that I've had to experience that I have had to say to somebody has been where somebody has hurt me emotionally. Um, and I think that's something that's really challenging to get over because, you know, that really affects your mental health. Um, I haven't gone through this, but then I think there's that physical sort of like abuse that somebody has to forgive somebody. And to me, I would just think of that as physical forgiveness because that is that situation. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think for me, my biggest journey of forgiveness has always just been time. Sometimes it's, it's, for me I have gone through periods of my life where it's taken me maybe two years to actually forgive somebody um, and I think that's the biggest part of forgiveness is where is your time to heal and sometimes you might never be ready to forgive somebody and to be honest I think that's okay because I think time is your biggest healer so I think that's just another form of forgiveness where you have to consider
0: time personally for you. Absolutely and I think Like building on that scars analogy from like, you know, the whole Kintsugi tagline is discovering treasure in life scars. So, you know, and actually like discovering is not like something that happens quickly and also scars, the deeper the cut, like the longer it's going to take to heal. Right. And I think we need to be really patient with ourselves when it comes to that, when we've been hurt. Um, or actually we've hurt others and we're longing for that forgiveness. Um, like, and it can, it can almost feel like it's never ending. Like they're still not ready to forgive me. They're still not ready to forgive me. And maybe that relationship breaks down over time because they're not ready or you're not ready to forgive them. But actually, like you say, time, time is your best friend with that kind of thing. Um, because, we all know that if you give, if you give like a, you know, a wound space and time, and you are patient with it, eventually it will heal. Um, you'll still have a mark there because that's just life. Um, but you know, actually, that's such a, it's such a good metaphor for forgiveness because it's like actually, I'm not ignoring it, and I don't want it to. It's shaped me as a person, and I, I remember when like. I went through something quite difficult that I shared in another previous episode of the podcast when I was younger, when I was a teenager. And I briefly mentioned that the the kind of, it all came to a head about, probably about five years later. And the incident had like affected me for like, every single day it had affected me um, since, since it had happened. And it all came to a head where I was in like I was in a like a professional situation and I just like lost it because um, I just couldn't deal like I was having to deal with a situation that reminded me of when I had been hurt and it just brought it all up to the surface and my manager at the time luckily like I was I was a tra- I was training to be a youth worker and my manager at the time was like kind of, you know, sorted the situation out. So I didn't like end up upsetting anybody, but then afterwards was kind of like, Jess like, what the heck? Like, why <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> like you completely lost it in there. Like what's going on for you? And I remember kind of chatting to him about why that hurt had hurt so much. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never really spoken to him about it before. And he just kind of said, "Are you are you ready to forgive? And that question was just so, like, so important because it wasn't an assumption. Okay, like, okay, Jess, well, you should really, for- you should really get over that and forgive that person because it's been five years. Um, yeah. His question to me was, are you ready? Um, I kind of just took like five minutes and just kind of, I was crying and I just kind of took time and I was just like, yeah, actually, I think I am. Like, I think I'm ready to let go of that. and He then like led me through this exercise, kind of like it was super, we were just sat in the car, like outside the church and we just took like half an hour. And he just said like, right, we're gonna forgive every single person in that situation. We're gonna forgive the person who hurt you. We're gonna forgive your friends who didn't believe you. We're gonna forgive your parents who maybe didn't respond in the way that you wanted them to. We're gonna, you're gonna forgive yourself because you feel like you're to blame. And one by one, I spoke out loud, the name of the person and I forgive you, the name of the person, I forgive you. And it was just so powerful, but if that had been rushed and that had been like, kind of like, yeah, I guess, or even if that had been put off for too long, then actually I wouldn't be where I am today. And that incident now doesn't affect me in the same way that it was all those years, but yeah. have you ever have you have ever had a moment like that where it's like you feel like the weight of a situation has left you?
1: Yeah, so I um had um a relationship and it was very very broken just because of what was going on in my life at that time. Um and it came to a point I was like I have to offload, I have to say every single thing that I need to get off my chest and let that person know how I was feeling and what they had they had done to me um so I wrote a letter um and I cried for like three hours straight writing that letter but everything that I put down on that piece of paper was like a weight off my shoulder it was a chip that was being put back on it was like my healing process but I think it took about a good year for me to maybe write that letter um and I suppose I just did it not that because I needed to, I was asked to, but I think I had to be asked to write that letter to allow me to get over that hurdle. Um, And ever since I've written that letter, I have the most amazing relationship with that person that healed me. And that actually allowed me to move on and to be like, right, this is okay. You know how I felt, you know what you'd done. And now I'm ready to forgive you and Build that relationship back to exactly where I wanted to be, and that was just my like healing moment. But for that person reading that letter, it was probably not the thing that they needed to hear. But I firmly believe that they did need to hear that because that was their healing process as well. So it's just interesting. Instead of speaking the words, writing them down was like a different ballgame. <laughs> you know, it just yeah. was like yeah
0: cool I love how in like both those stories we've just shared like there's been another person that's been involved that's kind of initiated the forgiveness Mm -hmm. process you know because it's almost like I think we can get used to carrying stuff around like we you know I don't know if you've ever heard of that analogy like the um what's it called it called like the suitcase analogy but like throughout life like when you start life your suitcase is empty and then like throughout life you just pick stuff up and some of it's good stuff some of it's like a bit negative some of it's like loads of hurt and feelings and some of its memories but then by the time you get to a certain age your suitcase is like overflowing Mm -hmm. and there's actually a process that needs to happen where you almost do a bit of like a life declutter where you just go oh, my gosh, like, I don't need this anymore. Like, I'm going to chuck it out. Or this, oh, this really hurts. Um, but I'm not ready to deal with it just yet. And you put it back in the suitcase. Yeah. Or um, this thing, this is super precious to me. Um, I'm going to keep that in there. And it's almost like, but sometimes you need someone else to come with you and do that and go, like, are you ready to let go of this yet? And sometimes someone asking you that is, like, the best thing, like yeah. you say. That's
1: like you can ask yourself so many questions and be like, do I need this person in my life? Do I need this situation? Do I need this thing that's holding me onto something? And you can keep asking yourself, like, I, I have to say I'm a hoarder. <laughs> like I will hoard everything. But I think once, as you said, once somebody else comes in and asks that question, that's when it's like that little, okay, I realize now, no, I don't, you know, it was somebody else that made
0: you realize. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And i don't know about you but like knowing that knowing that god or jesus has forgiven me for everything that i have done everything that i will do um and everything that i don't even know that i've done wrong like things that i'm not even aware of yeah. that's helped me being able to forgive others i guess and also forgive myself because it's almost like sometimes my own forgiveness isn't enough like my own strength isn't enough or my own courage isn't enough in the same way or my own love isn't enough but it's almost like taking God's love and taking God's forgiveness from him and then using that to give to other people and give to myself has been like the most powerful thing because it's it's so much deeper than my own forgiveness have you found the same
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I actually had written it down today that one of my favorite verses or verses is Ephesians chapter four, verse 32. And it's be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgive you. So it's really fitting to what you said. And sometimes I always reflect back on that because the first like four words, be kind and compassionate. I'm just like in every situation. I need to be kind and compassionate because that is what Jesus has done for me. That is the forgiveness that he has bestowed on to me. And I always try to remember that daily every day through whatever situation it is
0: that is fired at me. And um, that's something I always go back to. That's lovely. Oh, that's so cool. Um. So Caitlin, completely changing subject. So obviously you're working in, you're working in Northern Ireland. Um, you have your own business you're getting married, um, you're working for Kintsugi Hope. How, um, How do you practice like forgiveness on the daily, I guess, because we've spoken about very, we've spoken about like almost extreme forgiveness, like trauma or like, you know, deep hurt that's happened in our families or that's happened in our lives or, you know, relationship breakdown or whatever, but how do you, yeah. How do you practice forgiveness on the daily? Because we, we always have to forgive, um, but sometimes don't necessarily realize we do.
1: Yeah, it's really I think that's a tough question because you don't know what you're going to face every day. I think for me, um, it's definitely a challenge because I every day like I'll maybe have like seven or eight kids coming into my house every day and there's different situations that I have with them or maybe they say something to their teacher that they shouldn't or um whether it's situations in work or um you know maybe doing something wrong in work like the the forgiveness that you have to put out every day can be so tiny and just small situations I think personally for me I I always try to make myself aware of situations. Like I try to make myself aware of how is that person feeling. I think I'm a sensitive person, so I do try to think of how others are in certain situations. So I always try not to. I always try to be careful with what I say or how I approach different things. And I think as a teacher, that definitely helps because you have to kind of look outside the box when you're working with young people. Um, I do sometimes in the evening. I always look back on my day. I'm. Personally, I think I'm somebody that is very thankful for where I am and the work that I have. And I do always in the evening reflect back on my day be like, what was good about that day? What situations were I like, oh, I didn't like that. And I do reflect on that. So I think sometimes there's a little bit of element in there that I'll put in and be like, okay, that wasn't the best situation, but okay, I can get over it. I'll change it next time. Next time I see that person, maybe I'll do something different. So it's sort of for me, it's thinking in the evening, how good was my day? was there something I could have done better that I can then when I
0: see that person next week, I can change it around. I love that. That's so, that's really helpful. Cause it's not, it's not like beating yourself up. It's, it's using almost like reflection as a go as a way of like going, what was great? What could I work on? And I'm okay with that. I'm okay that I'm still a work in progress (laughs) because we like, we all are right. Um, That's cool. I wonder whether I could ask you just a question to finish is like, what would you say to somebody who's maybe struggling with the whole process, the whole journey of forgiveness, like whether that's forgiving themselves or whether that's learning or doing that journey to forgiving someone in their lives, what would you say as like your little gem of advice to that person?
1: I think the words that pop into my head straight away is trust, time, and you'll be okay. I think there's that element, right? You just have to trust around the situation and whether you believe in God or whether you don't, you know, either trusting God and put that um, uh, uncertainty into him. Um, The whole time, time is everything to me. I think you just need to learn that you need to take time. Sometimes situations will sort themselves straight away. Sometimes, as you said, it can take five years. It could take whatever time. And I think remembering that it's okay to not feel okay, like Kitsugi saying anyway, but it's okay to not feel okay. And if you need to cry, if you need to get angry, if you need that process of emotions for you to go through, that's okay to do so. Um, But I, I, I do think in a person's mind, I think you always know how you feel. And I think trusting yourself is important as well when it comes to forgiveness.
0: So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, like listen to your feelings yeah um, yeah, absolutely I think I think we sometimes give our feelings bad credit don't we because we, yeah. we can often think oh I'm feeling this way but I shouldn't feel this way and it's like because there's almost like a right and a wrong feeling to have in any situation yeah. um but that's not that's not true at all like how powerful would it be if we actually just started listening to our feelings and like listening to our gut and listening to like if you if you obviously believe in like the Holy Spirit like believing in what the Holy Spirit is saying in that moment or like what you believe is yeah like I think that would be super powerful if we start to do that a bit more and I think
1: you know what you said about your feelings it's sometimes it's hard to know exactly what you're feeling so sometimes I would like write down if I'm having like a really bad day like literally got my big diary here but I would put down like if I'm like really annoyed, I'd be like I would write a word to be like, why am I annoyed? To sort of like go back and reflect on, that was okay for me to feel like that. It's like trust in your feelings, as you said. Cool.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Yeah, in was- a delight. <laughs> oh, thank you. So thank you everyone who's been listening to today's episode. Um, If you found it helpful, then obviously please um share it around with anyone who you think might Enjoy listening and we'll see you next month for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us at the Kintsugi Hope podcast. It's been great to have you with us. If you want to find out more about this amazing charity that creates safe and supportive spaces for those that are experiencing social isolation or poor mental health, then do check out the website kintsugihope.com. We'll see you on the next episode.